Good morning and welcome to another edition of Today's Nutrition, where we look at what is new in research, what's hot in the news, or any topic that can affect our health, vitality, and longevity. It takes brave pioneers with a passion for what they do to make a difference in this world. And Dr. David Perlmutter, a neurologist, is one of them. I've followed him for over a decade. He's written so many good books presenting solid research on gluten and brain health, really diet in general, and how to prevent cognitive decline and disease with diet and lifestyle. Grain brain, brain maker, brainwash are just a few of his New York Times bestseller. His latest one, Drop Acid, is about uric acid levels, something that used to be in every metabolic panel I saw, but now I don't see it so often. It used to be done every year. Now, just about when we're really beginning to see or rediscovered its profound implications on health, I don't see it that much anymore. And this new, this information is not new. In fact, a doctor, Alexander Haig, not the general, but a doctor, in 1892, drew connections in a book and published in the Journal of the American Medical Association in 1898. And there we are, 130 years later, reconnecting his dots. Like a lot of doctors who have had great medical breakthroughs, Haig experimented on himself, curing himself of migraines. He also related uric acid to depression and epilepsy. He's credited with being the first to connect high blood pressure and uric acid 130 years ago, and we are just now rediscovering it. In fact, there's another great book by Dr. Richard Johnson, and it's called Nature Wants Us to Be Fat. Catchy title, isn't it? Well, it's all about uric acid and fructose, and a gene that's now silent but helps us store fat more easily with fructose when it's silenced. This was an important trait to have before we had supermarkets and 2,000-calorie meals at drive-up windows. And should I also say a government that subsidizes high-fructose corn syrup and recommends a diet rich in breads and flour, bagels, muffins, biscuits, cookies, and bread— the ability to store fat easily allows us to survive long, bleak winters with no food. I've never seen one of those. Another big point I want to share is that Johnson's team also conducted research on lowering uric acid as a way of lowering blood pressure. This was prevented, uh, presented in JAMA, Journal of the American Medical Association, in 2008. This was really fun to dig into. Lots of correlation between obesity and fructose sugar, uric acid, and high blood pressure. And I'm going to be talking a lot about fructose, but just know that table sugar is 50% fructose. And high fructose corn syrup, that cheap additive that's just about every packaged food, is about 75% fructose. We are getting tons of it added to our food in the last two decades. So much research against sugar in all forms, honey, maple syrup, everything. It is truly the devil with horns today. Americans 
I don't know. I mean, we really should start applying research because we're getting sicker and sicker. Rating 39th in the latest global health rating. In addition, the United States ranked worst in COVID outcomes. We need to wake up and start applying preventive medicine, or we're going to be taken over by even higher rates of disease and infection. And frankly, we can't afford that as a nation that already spends more percentage-wise on health care than any other country. Uric acid and fructose isn't even new research, but new light has been shown on it in the last 15 years. Japan is controlling uric acid now as part of their general medical practice, separate from gout, separate from kidney stones, independent of any particular disease, because it seems to have its little tentacles in so many diseases. In 2020, Japan even conducted research on one half million people, and they found all-cause mortality increased when uric acid was above 7 in men and above 5 in women. Optimal levels are much lower. Optimal. Another study of over 90,000 people found an 8 to 13% increase in death for every notch above the uric acid level of 7. Rates of gout also have doubled between 1960, when I was a kid, in 1990, and it continues to rise, directly associated with the increase in obesity and metabolic syndrome. At the very time that increases in sugar and pop and juices have gone through the roof, high levels of uric acid definitely trigger weight gain, especially around the waistline and around the liver. High uric acid levels are linked to obesity, insulin resistance, diabetes, fatty liver disease, hypertension, cardiovascular disease, stroke, neurological disorders, and premature death. It is a pretty heavy hitter when it comes to life-threatening diseases. What makes matters worse is the higher the level of uric acid increase the effects of fructose or sugar. In mice, they moved less and wanted to eat more. When they measured the hormone related to satiety, fructose sugar silenced it. That's leptin. You wanted to eat more and more and more never got satisfied. You know, so they really became real life mouse couch potatoes. You know, like vitamin D, maybe we should be measuring this every year and with vitamin D, maybe twice a year once at the end of summer and once at the end of winter. Uric acid can be measured once a year because it remains pretty stable unless you make some changes to make it change. In Perlmutter's latest book, The Drop Acid, you know, it really pulling back the curtains on current and past research on uric acid and reveals some profound insights. We really need to pay attention. If you really want to dig a little deeper, I suggest getting his book. So today's show... It's for people who really want to understand the underlying metabolic condition that may be part of the root cause of their health problems. So I'm going to talk about what uric acid is, how and why your body makes it, what medicines can increase it, how it can be so damaging, and how we can naturally reduce it, of course. So uric acid, you know, comes from three sources. 
alcohol, fructose, and purines. Purines come from both food and also the breakdown of your own tissue, DNA, and RNA. You know, because purine is part of our DNA. So yes, our own DNA. Since RNA and DNA both contain purines, anytime tissue breaks down, purines can be released. Then purines make a waste product, uric acid. And it also comes from the foods that I'll talk about in a little bit. But normally, it dissolves and passes through the kidneys. If too much uric acid stays in the body or if the body can't clear it, the crystals of uric acid form. These crystals are nasty and they can settle in the joints and tissues causing gouty arthritis, very painful. They can settle in the kidneys and form kidney stones or you know, if you've ever had gouty arthritis, you know, we think of Henry VIII and a big swollen big toe, but it can be any joint. If untreated, high uric acid levels can eventually lead to permanent bone, joint, and tissue damage, kidney disease, heart disease, and all the other things. Research is showing the link between high uric acid and fatty liver disease, high blood pressure, diabetes, and even dementia. Because fructose, these are the foods and drinks high in purines that also increase the levels of uric acid. You know, so, you know, we need to reduce foods that have the purines in them and also fructose because they are the foods that can drive it. So Dr. Perlmutter suggests, as far as diet, no gluten at all, no sugars, honey, maple syrup, artificial sweeteners, um, all of those, sugar alcohols, all of those are going to increase the uric acid. No processed carbs, no chips, no muffins, no crackers, none of that. No margarine, no seed oils like canola, sunflower, safflower oil, no processed meats. And purine-rich food, going to be seafood. You know, and some of these are really healthy, but if you've got uric acid issues, you need to stay away from anchovies, anchovies, salmon, shrimp, lobster, and even sardines. Red meat, multigrain bread, organ meat like liver, and of course, all the food and drinks that have high fructose corn syrup and alcohol, especially beer, even non-alcoholic beer. There's also some drugs, some common medicines that can increase uric acid that if you're on them, you need to talk to your doctor about that. But diuretics, beta blockers, aspirin, and even some stomach acid blockers will increase beta blockers because they either increase reabsorption of uric acid or they decrease elimination or they increase the production of purine. So if you're on any of those and a whole bunch more, might want to talk to your doctor if you've got trouble with uric acid or check your your blood levels and make sure that you're at a good healthy level and that would probably be about five a paper from the american college of rheumatology on how uric acid can be so damaging said that uric acid is responsible for get this an astounding 39 percent of all total cardiovascular disease and it's associated as an independent risk factor for insulin resistance and type 2 diabetes, even in healthy weight people. 
1970, the Lancet Journal reported a fructose-induced elevation of uric acid. So here we are, that long ago, 50 years ago, fructose increased uric acid. So fructose, sugars of all kind, and the purine. So how about uric acid and the brain? With no meaningful drug treatment for dementia and Alzheimer's, that is another disease that's on the rise with all the other ones associated with our diet and lifestyle. Shouldn't we be focusing on what we can do to prevent that horrible disease? And I'm saying control and cure in uric acid to prevent cognitive decline? Well, no, exactly. But I'm saying it's a part of what we can do to be extremely healthy. Having muscle, exercise, keeping the sugar out, even a slight increase in blood sugar can make the brain shrink, you know. We need to prevent or reverse obesity, and now we need to know we need to keep uric acid low. There was a study, 2016 Japanese study, that found high uric acid levels were associated with a four-time increased risk of dementia. Now, if that isn't causal, it's not, but there sure is another smoking gun. In the famous Framingham Heart Study, this one in 2017, researched on how horrible a daily glass of juice can be to the brain. Now we're talking juice, apple juice, orange juice. And it turns out that the more sweet things consumed were associated with brain shrinkage, lower hippocampal volume, it's where you store your memories, and poor test scores on memory recall. Again, associated but not causal but yet another smoking gun. So since the brain uses 25% of our energy during the day and even more at night when you're sleeping and it weighs less than three pounds, we better make darn sure that energy metabolism is working well. It's no wonder that many nutritionist doctors, dietitians are calling dementia type three diabetes. It's probably one of the reasons so many studies have found that a ketogenic diet is very powerful for not only Alzheimer's disease, but also for Parkinson's disease. So do you want to wait till you're sick, forgetting things and achy before you make the changes? They're going to make you feel great, help you live longer and live younger. Then you dump the sugar, the honey, the bagels, the donuts, the muffins, the chips. More than three glasses of wine a week is pushing it. Processed meats, any food that's processed for that matter. If it has a barcode, if it's packaged, chances are it's not going to build your health vitality and sure isn't going to help you have longevity. I like to what Dr. Daniel Amon says. He's the Daniel plan that just really changed so many churches a few years back. Only eat food you love that loves you back. Ice cream will not love you back. A big, delicious, colorful salad with lots of olive oil is going to love you back. So when you understand the body metabolism of fructose and the pathways of uric acid, you can see why it promotes weight gain, especially around the waistline. So what can you do to reduce it? Am I a broken record or what? Yeah, number one, diet. Of course, get rid of all the things that I said before, sugars and foods high in purines. Eat lots of vegetables and a few fruits, especially tart or bing cherries, pomegranates and berries. Enjoy your nuts and seeds and beans, healthy fats, especially 
extra virgin olive oil, clean protein, organic eggs, but with uric acid, we're going to limit our animal protein. Coffee, one to two cups a day, yay. The Annals of Internal Medicine 2017 said, showed us that it lowered all-cause mortality by 12% in men and 7% in women. If you need something sweet, dark chocolate is just fine, sweetened with allulose, stevia, or monk fruit. I'm going to stick with stevia or monk fruit. Of course, now we need to have restorative sleep, 7 to 8 hours. Exercise 20 to 30 minutes a day. Get a nice routine, get moving, and then improve. Number four, stress management. Time in nature. Time alone. Time breathing. Time counting your blessings. Do not ruminate on what aggravates you. You're going round and round, and that's not good. Supplements that are helpful in lowering uric acid. Quercetin. It's also good for allergies and we found it very helpful in a lot of research on COVID. 500 milligram, and you commonly found that in apples and onions. DHA, that's part of the uh, omega-3, one about 1,000 milligrams of DHA. Vitamin C, 500 milligrams. Luteolin, which is a supplement that's found uh, naturally in parsley, thyme, peppermint, basil, celery, and artichoke, and chlorella. Okay, that is one of the seaweeds. So thanks for listening to another edition of Today's Nutrition. I hope you learned something that will help you or someone you love. As always, you can listen to this wherever you listen to podcasts or on my website, debford.com. Be sure to like, share, and have a great day and keep that uric acid low.